Okay, so here we go. So here's Pong. Okay. And uh, you can see here. I oh, can my this. God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This so, is deranged. It literally yes. wrote the code and made the game Pong from yeah. a drawing. Yeah, and then you can oh create a link. Oh, my God, this is yeah. insane. Do you yeah. know how long it took <laughs> Nolan Bushnell in 1973 to build the first Pong? Uh, I just looked it up. No. There's a wire okay, story. It took three months yeah. for them to build Pong. <laughs> you did it in three minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's, it's pretty it's pretty wild. This week in startups is brought to you by Squarespace. Turn your idea into a new website. Go to squarespace.com slash twist for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code twist to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Vanta. Compliance and security shouldn't be a deal breaker for startups to win new business. Vanta makes it easy for companies to get a SOC 2 report fast. Twist listeners can get $1,000 off for a limited time at vanta.com slash twist. And Northwest Registered Agent. When starting your business, it's important to use a service that will actually help you. Northwest Registered Agent is that service. They'll form your company fast, give you the documents you need to open a business bank account, and even provide you with mail scanning and a business address to keep your personal privacy intact. Visit northwestregisteredagent.com slash twist to get a 60% discount on your next LLC. All right, everybody, welcome back to This Week in Startups. It's Madra Mondays. Yes, every Monday. My good friend Sandeep Mantra comes on the program. He's from Definitive Intelligence. And um, yeah, he's one of my besties. And we like to do demos of AI projects. So it's just AI Mondays here on This Week in Startups. Every Monday, make sure you see the show. Because, hey, we got our finger on the pulse of what's happening. I see a lot of stuff coming in uh, to my inbox, DMs. People now know that if you did something interesting in uh, AI in the past week, that you just cc at sandeep and at jason first name club on twitter x and you let us know what you're building or slide into either of our dms or both and uh send us a link and then maybe we'll talk about it on the show let's get right to it all right i noticed that bard remember we yes. talked about hey they got to catch up and they got to hold people's feet to the fire yeah and i tweeted last week that bard and youtube are uh now connected in some way so let's look at yeah. this this is really interesting i've said this from the beginning yeah i think youtube reddit quora and twitter slash x are some of the yeah. greatest yeah you know yeah. pools of data right they are and so what we're gonna do here in um bard now and i, I have some pre-done in case we don't want to wait but like we are going to ask Bard, uh, can you provide a summary of the, the last This Week in Startups uh, episode? Okay. This is a very specific search being done at bard.google.com. Yes. And we'll see. Oh, look, and it shows a spinning wheel that it went on YouTube. And here we go. Wow. Yeah. Now, and then, which is, which is great, it gave me a quick summary, but I can say, what were the key points made by Jason? Oh, well, that's right? even more detailed. So just to summarize what it showed us in the last uh, screen, yeah. it gave us, let's, let's look at the first response if we can. Okay. From, yep. let's go we kind of yep. glossed over it. I want to give him credit. Yep. Yep. Um, so 
what we see here is it says the most recent episode of this week in startups is titled OpenAI chaos continues it was published on november 21st 2023 i don't know if that's actually the latest episode is it um here is a summary of the episode five bullet points sam was fired from OpenAI. the OpenAI board is considering spinning out a new company to focus on generative ai yada 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 um i hope this summary is helpful and here's a link 1852 okay right? 1852 and, that's, and okay. that's the one when david joined us okay great yes that was the latest yeah. was november 21st but yeah so it's right. right look at that perfect great job okay and then we did a what well, was jason's up. position yeah yeah okay. and it picked up on something you said which was very good i thought and i remember okay. this from the episode um he said recent turmoil is unprecedented mm, I I also, that. But, and this one was i remember this very clearly he said the open ai board made several mistakes including not giving sam altman clear incentives and not having a clear secession plan in place Sure, I did say that. I don't know if I mentioned yeah. secession, but I definitely mentioned the incentives. So I wonder if it's hallucinating about the secession or maybe uh, Sachs brought that in. He said the fallout from OpenAI situation could be significant for startups that rely on OpenAI's model. So I might have said that. Calcanus also said that he believes OpenAI is still a valuable company and that he is hopeful it can recover from the crisis. Overall, Calcanus's key points with that OpenAI situation is unprecedented, that OpenAI board makes several mistakes, and that the fallout from OpenAI Okay, I think it's pretty good, actually. Um, and this would save you a lot of time. One of the things we do here, like as an example, I'm having Kevin O'Connor, the founder of DoubleClick on the program. What I asked my team to do was to give me some bullet points from the last time he was on the show. Now I'm going to listen to the episode, but I like to have the bullet points there for me. Usually a producer, Sandeep, would listen to the episode, write the bullet points. I listen to it on 2x speed. So this would take him an hour, right? Maybe yeah. two, you know, if they're doing other things. So, you know, that's going to cost me whatever if, you know, if you uh you know call it a hundred dollars in producer time or whatever it is you know for yeah. an average producer is 50k all in fully baked with their vacation and everything you know for if a producer you know general or a researcher generally in the world might cost if you're gonna hire a freelance researcher i think to do this work what would it be 40 bucks an hour i think 40 bucks an hour you could hire a researcher yeah, nowadays, work yeah you, could, you need someone you can't just get the cheapest person right no you no you, some, you can't yeah, do somebody yeah. offshore because they may yeah. not understand the context of all this yeah so, you know, a US based or North American based person who understands tech would be 40 bucks an hour to do this. And this does it basically for free. So yeah. if you're a researcher, and that's your gig in the world, there's two things that are possible here, you could just go do this and claim, you could go use Bard, claim you did the work and charge 40 bucks for five minutes of work, or yeah. <laughs> uh, you can then take this work and then do more meaningful work, which is take this and then come up with follow up questions for the person, right? And yeah. so this is my general theme. Uh, I'm working on a blog post. Um, I am so inspired by our discussions here, Sandeep, that I'm going to break okay. some news here. I have a new blog post coming. I'm going back. I have a calacanis.substack.com. Oh, wow. I'm going back yeah. to blogging and writing. Okay. Okay. Just for clarity of thought. And, and is it AI enhanced? It is not. Um, okay. But they're going to be short and brief. And I may, you know, I like to have my voice, but I do yeah. use Grammarly, uh, which is an AI machine learning to, you know, make things clearer. And I set it to make things very clear. So, yeah. uh, you know, shout out to our friends at Grammarly. I love that product. Great. I have a new framework. I call it the new management framework. You know, my old one of like the SOD and the EOD start of yep. day, end of day for end managing day. real people. I just ask everybody on the team for five minutes. Most people do it. If they don't do it, I generally fire them. <laughs> for some period of time, I don't keep asking them. I just cut them loose. Um, yeah. But I ask everybody to do a start of week, end of week. That should take 15 minutes. 
at the start of the week, 15 minutes at the end of the week. And then your SOD, EOD should take start of day, end of day should take but five minutes, just three or yeah. four bullet points of what you're going to do today. And at the end of the day, some people go crazy. They want to get credit for all their work. They're ambitious. They want to show the team that they're really crushing it. And I totally respect that. If it was a young J Cal, I would do that. Yeah. So young Sandeep would do that too, right? You want credit yeah. for work done. What this does is it creates the ability for you as a young person in the company or a new person to see what everybody's doing and then say, wait a second, that person's more senior than me. I need to be doing some of their stuff, right? Yeah. Or yep. I, now I know. And then if senior people don't do it, I had two people who were like managing directors who refused to do it and they're no longer with me. I'm just not going to push people to do it. I just want people to do it because it holds you accountable. And then I realized from our discussions here, my ADD framework, people tell me I have ADD, ADHD. I don't know, maybe. We didn't diagnose mm -hmm. it when I was a kid. You get diagnosed we, with we that, We didn't by have the way? it back then. No, yeah. no, that's well beyond us. Yeah, that was yeah. like a 90s phenomenon, right? I mean, it's a millennial kid, thing, right? yeah. So anyway, yeah. yeah. automate, delegate, deprecate. I'm now telling people, and I'm going to put this out on my Substack. I love it. Uh, and ADD, I'm going to post the whole thing. But ADD, for the modern era. Yeah. For the modern era. You look at your end of week. So I'm, I took somebody who's going, uh, I'm going to be on leave. And I just looked at their EOW for the last four weeks. And I said, of the items that they got done each week, what could be automated with GPTs with AI? Yeah. What could be delegated to a remote worker? So I am getting obsessed with remote workers in Manila, Portugal, South America. Yeah, yeah. It's $1,000 a month, basically, for yeah. a remote college educated, Magic. perfect English. There's a bunch of services. That Magic do this, does right? it. Yeah. Athena yeah. does yeah. it. There's a bunch of very cool services that I've been testing. Yeah. And then you can also just yeah. go on Fiverr or other websites. Yeah and find the Upwork, the really great websites, you find the folks, they cost literally five, $6 an hour, three or $4 an hour is a great salary if you charge five, six, $7 an hour. So I'm pairing my people with uh, admins from offshore. So okay. every three people will have one admin, I think. So okay. that's about $12,000 to $36,000, depending on which service you use. Okay, 12 to 36. Now, if you put three people's salary together all in, it'd be like 300000 If you put a $25,000, let's round it up to thirty, like a really high-end offshore person, that's 10% more. But how much could they delegate to that person? I wonder. So that's the experiment I'm running. And then hmm. deprecate is, you know when you ask somebody to do something like two years ago and they're still doing it, but you didn't know they were doing it? And you're like, yeah. oh my God, stop doing that. It's a waste of time. We don't need that anymore. Yeah. And so I'm just asking everybody to have ADD. Yeah. Automate. I mean... Delegate, delegate deprecate, deprecate. Love and it. if you do that i think everybody in the company can become 50 percent more efficient which is to say they can automate maybe 10 20 percent of what they do they can delegate maybe 20 30 percent what they do and they can deprecate 10 or 20 percent what they do put it all together half the work comes off your plate what does that do it means you don't have to hire another person or that person can do higher level things yeah. so i just want to encourage people as you see this incredible youtube experiment if you were a producer of a podcast, or you did summaries of podcasts or other, you know, news stuff, start with Bard now that it works. Check the facts, pull up the transcript, summarize the transcript, take the entire transcript, put the transcript in Claude, put the transcript in Bard, put it into right, ChatGPT, and look at all yep. three simultaneously. And then say to yourself, what could you do beyond this? So anyway, this is yeah. just my you know, new framework uh, yeah. based on what we are figuring out here every a, Monday. I think it's a framework for the AI era. We should, yes. that's what it's really because, mm. you mm. know, the automate, up. delegate and deprecate is very much aligned to the AI era. 
Yes. Because before automating would require someone to, you know, maybe write code mm -hmm. and getting resources across the world was harder. So all these things are being enhanced by AI. And I can guarantee, Jason, that most people on those offshore services are going to be better at using AI than the folks. Yeah. They already are. I've I've been talking to the people who are running some of these services. Okay. They are using AI already. Yeah. They are using script. They've been using scripting forever. So uh, as an example, we have an SDR that we're going to test a sales development rep. The sales development rep. One of the things they did was they built scripts. What do these scripts do? They go on to professional networking sites like LinkedIn, Crunchbase, PitchBook, whatever it is. Um, And there are tons of these different sites out there. And then they look for targets for the salespeople. And they've just automated qualifying them and then even queuing up an email to them or queuing up, finding their email and then queuing up an email to them or an email, etc. So imagine you're a sales executive, you're selling SaaS software. This SDR could go into your LinkedIn, your Crunchbase, put into your drafts folder 20 emails for you emails. to look at yeah. with those yeah. folks, follow them automatically on LinkedIn for you, maybe like a couple of posts. This is called se- uh, social selling. Well, that's yeah. all going to start to be done by, I think, AI in some ways yeah. or offshore. And that combination is going to be wicked. And then if yeah. you watch the person working, so we, we've had people on the pod who are building software to watch the desktop, right? And Microsoft's watching the desktop with their new co-pilot, right? If they're watching the desktop and they see an SDR or somebody who's, let's say, booking meetings and they watch them do it enough times, the AI just watching your desktop and watching what's happening in your browser or in a headless browser, it's gonna figure out what to do and then just go do it for you. If your landing page looks terrible, I'm out. We all know that. You see an ugly website, you skedaddle. You leave, you're done. So you need to stop settling for okay or good and start using Squarespace so you can be excellent and extraordinary. It's an out-of-the-box business solution to build beautiful websites, engage your audience, and sell anything you want. You know Squarespace's amazing features, gorgeous templates that are always optimized for mobile, drag-and-drop web design with their Fluid Engine, advanced analytics, marketing analysis, sales data, and more. And with Squarespace, you can create an online store or start a blog at the click of a button, create a subscription business for members-only content, and so much more. And you can do this all simultaneously. It's the simplest, most effective, and best-looking way to start a business online. So here's your call to action, squarespace.com slash twist for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash twist for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One of the OpenAI engineers yesterday wrote like a little Gmail uh, mm. thing using OpenAI to go through all the Black Friday emails because obviously, mm. you know, it, it's been crazy the last day or two, right? Or mid three, yes. four days. I did and a little so, shopping online, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. But I'm did saying- you do that, any? It, Did you do any Black Friday deals? No, not really. I mean, uh, it's like- I just had one. I had like a brand I really like. Um, this brand, okay. Rhone, R-H-O-N-E, oh, Rhone. Yeah. yeah. I like, like Rhone and I like cuts. Like athleisure. Yeah, but athleisure. it's athleisure, but they got into sweaters and some polos and nice stuff. Oh, so nice. I like cuts. I like Rhone. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, I like Mack Weldon, some of them. And I just saw the Rhone yeah. go by and I had bought some stuff I really liked. Like they have this nice collared shirt that I like. Yeah. I just bought two more. They were 30 yeah. or 40% they have off. They a store in Hudson Yards, by the way. Oh, they do. Isn't that interesting how all those direct to consumer brands were supposed (laughs) to get rid of (laughs) stores? And then they were like, you know what would be cool if people could go into a store and try this? (laughs) But I guess (laughs) they just look at it as marketing, right? I think if they break even on the store, 
but they got people to know the brand and they yeah. know they're going to go order online. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next time All you're right. there, check it out. I give this, um, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, oh, wait, um, I got to show you one more thing. We, we, we kind of got a little well, I had bit an, I had a question. Can the, you do the comments? Can you ask it to, does it have uh, insight into comments? Uh, let's do that. But I want to show oh. what I, so I, I had made a prediction on mm -hmm. the Monday pod that everything would get back to normal uh -huh. and it got, this is a heavy hallucination. First of all, it thinks I'm the CEO of the Madrona Venture Group, which I am not. <laughs> and it's a uh, which little is, is it saying you're part of is madrone venture group like an indian group is this a, like uh, oh, is a it, little is it madrona the what is the, madrona the, the these are the seattle guys that like ah uh, uh, aren't they i wonder They're, if there's i was yeah. just wondering if it was like being a no. little racist and it's <laughs> like oh well you're <laughs> indian you must be part <laughs> of the madrona venture group or venture something. group yeah who knows who knows and then my prediction was that everything will return back to normal in mm -hmm. that episode and so it didn't get that right. So going back to, you know, our previous conversation, okay. I think it's cool that it's, it's making some things available, but then it is, it is. Why is it of, getting it wrong? It's got the transcript. I know. Google has is, the actual transcript. Is, it should not get this we, wrong. Yeah. ChatGPT would not have gotten this wrong. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, what are, okay. Uh, Just what, what are the are most popular the most, yeah, comments, popular comments yeah. on uh, that video? On this episode. Okay. So great. Yeah. Yeah, Let's see right. if it gets this. Yeah, I spelled the episode wrong too. But doesn't matter. Um, it should know. Yeah, it should figure that out. So let's okay, see. so it's searching YouTube. It's giving like a spinning wheel that it's searching yeah. YouTube. See, this is the thing. If the structured data can be organized, here are some of the most popular comments. I can't believe the board fired Sam. He is a visionary. I'm hopeful that the EMT share will be able to bring some stability. Uh, Emmett share, I guess. The whole situation is a mess. I wonder if these are actually really the comments. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, hope the drama doesn't. Uh, Okay, well, I, it, at least it thinks it's getting the comments, so that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I'll, I'll have the producers go check if those comments were there. Ask it how many likes did the episode get? Or how many views does the episode have? Yeah. How many views does this episode have? I think the sax was on, so it makes it pretty popular. Let's see. 80,000 views. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I think I had it here. Uh, yeah, it says 80K here. Okay, great. So, so yeah. that's pretty interesting. Can you ask it another question here? I want to sure. ask uh, Bard yeah. with this integration with YouTube. Somebody can clip this and send it to uh, uh, the team yeah. over there. Ask it, what are the top five most popular videos on YouTube this month? Now, this, this is like a meta question, right? It needs to understand that YouTube is a website with videos and that there's a popular list somewhere. And let's see if it can actually... Uh, oh, okay. A Mr. Well, Mr. Beast, Beast being the one Stokes makes Twins. Sense, probably. Yeah. Mark Robert does gets a lot of views. Huh. This okay. is, yeah. The good range. And they range from 2.2 to 23 million. Oh. Hmm. Okay. I think this, this could be a game changer, folks. We could have a game changer. Um, how about we do this? Who is the most popular chef on YouTube? Let's see. This is like something that you actually uh, might get value from. Is actually trying to figure out, you know, instead of typing chefs. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's giving 10. you 10.6 million subs. Uh, I mean, this one I, has 21 million subs, but he, uh, yeah, it's, it's really okay. And it's giving a little picture. Jamie Oliver yeah. uh, has 5.8 million subs. So it's not ranking them by subs, but it's giving you a pretty good overview here. Let's ask, um, what's the most popular French omelet recipe video on YouTube? This is interesting. See, like this, if should just, maybe they should just replace the YouTube search button. Like YouTube search doesn't do this. The most popular French video on YouTube is how to make perfect uh, by Jack 
Pippen. That is actually the one I've uh, I've watched. Wow, that is correct. It is a great video. You ever have a French omelet? You know the difference between a country yes, omelet and a French. Uh, I know the French is like this slow stirring, right? It's like the it's you, a test for chefs, isn't it? Like it the is the test for chefs. If you want to yeah. test a chef, you have to make a French omelet. It's very simple. You put the omelet in the pan with butter, but you don't brown it on the outside. It is yeah. like a nice glossed color. You can put chives yeah. inside of it if you like. That's what you see here with the green one. Um, and then you have to keep taking it off the heat so it doesn't burn. And then you roll it into a little cylinder. And it looks like a managot or like a cannoli or something. It's rolled. When you cut it open, it's moist on the inside, firm on the outside, but not burnt. A brown butter country omelet is when you mix it and it's almost like scrambled and it's hard yeah. that you get in a typical diner. Yeah. And it's really brown on the outside. Hotel it's overcooked. Buffet, yeah, you know? it's yeah. kind of gnarly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the reason I know this is because I love a French omelet and uh, I, I uh, we have a housekeeper uh, uh, and I taught the housekeeper how to make French omelet uh, just by Excellent. sharing that video. And uh, I was just curious if they actually could go dig that deep. I'm going to go ahead and give this an A. Um, wow. I don't know what it was last time, but this is like I gave it like five or six things that I wanted. It gave me back a semblance of what I want. Yeah. Um, and this is 10 times better than YouTube search. So for me, it's either like B plus A minus or A, but compared to previous versions, I don't know what we gave it in previous versions or if we're giving letter grades on previous episodes. This is really showing what yeah. YouTube is going to be able. This is the first time I feel like maybe there's a J trade coming in for for YouTube shares. Well, uh, private Google data shares. and good experience. Like I'm at A minus only because it hallucinated pretty heavy in this okay, one of the enough. summarizations. Yeah. But I think- it 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 answered everything. It pulled up videos. We gave you tested it in a quite a mm. few different ways, and it did a great job. And I think, you know, for me, um, what's interesting is there's all these tools that we've been using to summarize videos, and now you know just do it in Bard. You don't have to pay for mm. another tool. You can do it right here. And I think as long as they can start to prove the accuracy, I like the comment search too. That's a good one because oh. sometimes that can help you figure out like maybe what you should listen for or look for in it. Um, and the only thing I would say, if I could ask for a feature, if they're doing this now, maybe it can even create a summary for you. Yes. So if it's like one of these long Lex Friedman ones or, you know. Um, I mean, it, I think it will do that if, uh, yeah. and it will start to do that automatically uh, or automatically does already. Like, I think timestamps pretty easy. Let's ask yeah. it one more question. I want to ask yeah, it a sure. question that would be deep inside a video. And this okay. is going to be a little bit of a, a, a deep right. pull here, but everybody knows I love the band Dire Straits. Have any of the members of Dire Straits talked about doing a reunion tour in a YouTube video? Please jump to that timestamp. Or please give me that timestamp. If so, please give me a link to that. Okay. So how about that? That's what you okay, really want to do. Yeah, sure. You yeah. want the link to it. Yeah. I mean, I would like to go to Okay. Yes. Mark Knopfler has talked about doing a reunion tour in a YouTube video. The 1980 Rolling Stone, he said he would be open to the idea of a reunion of the band. But that would be a lot of work to put together. He also said he would only want to do it if the original members of the band were on board. Mark Knopfler talked about the possibility of a reunion tour in other interviews. I interview with Mojo. He said he would never say never. Tour, but I didn't think it was very likely to happen. Oh, sorry, I didn't think this is true. I don't think this is true because Mark Knopfler just said he would only do it for charity. The Guardian Narvel said he was more open to the idea of doing it sure that it had to pass and taking to others, members about it. So, see, I don't think this is actually true. He said it's just like that era is over. Probably mm. Let me see that. But it's, can you probably link to the video? 
Form of dire straits. We'd love to read him, but Mark Knopfler is busy. That's the truth. Dire straits <laughs> leaves dire straits. Uh, uh, for the record, by Mark Knopfler. Dire straits. Mark Knopfler is in Spanish city. These are all great videos I've seen of Mark talking about it. But the truth is, he has said they're not going to do a reunion tour. So this is pure hallucination, um, and okay. it gave wrong information. This gives you the idea that it was going to happen, and it is not. So it's definitely hallucinating. Yeah. It's giving you yeah. general information about other bands probably talking about a reunion. Yeah. Well, here it was very specific, right? He has talked about it, and he said he's open to doing it, but it'd be a lot of work. So yeah, so that's not true. And by the way, um, producer John was looking in the for the comments that it said it was going to have, and those were hallucinations. (laughs) Couldn't find those comments there. Really? So it's making that up. So I'm going to a B plus right now. I'm dropping my score. It went from real time from an A to a to a B plus. I like the the fact that it knows what it's doing, but the hallucinations are far too wrong here to make this yeah. valuable actually i'm going to a b i'm giving yeah. it a b yeah well since Sorry. the comments were fake and then the dire straits thing yeah i think definitely goes down to a b because you know that can give you i mean <laughs> imagine you're supposed to watch something you know for uh, like a you know something important and you go get one of these summaries and it just told you a bunch of things that weren't true so that's that's pretty unreliable we gotta be mm-hmm. careful yep. careful okay. with their kids yeah, right. Be careful out there. Do not trust any language models right now. Trust but verify is the rule. They hallucinate. They're still hallucinating. We're just too trusting of technology. I think, isn't that what this says? The fact that we get so excited and then when we check the facts, we get so disappointed is that we actually believe in this technology well, a little too much? Well, I think it stems from the fact that we trust technology, Jason, right? We trust yes. calculators. We trust, uh, yes. you know, spell checkers. We trust mm. uh, Grammarly. Right. And we trust Google search. And I think the challenge with the technology and a lot of people are working on this right now is to eliminate the hallucinations because that's going to take away from the trust that we have of technology. And so these hallucinations are happening. Why? If you were to explain it to a neophyte, well, explain it to because because uh-huh. the, these models are inherently probabilistic. Mm-hmm. And what they don't, you know, you don't have a model that has every single thing that is on the internet. Otherwise, the model would be like too gigantic in size to run. So what it has to do, it has to, you know, effectively compress down the internet, um, in you know, by a you know process of training. And when that's happening, it loses information. And so when it's trying to recreate things, it tends to make things up. Where where these models are starting to drift is they've been. Um, further, I guess, reinforcement learned to always give humans answers. So one mm. of the things that they've learned is humans don't like it when it says, I don't know. Mm. And that was the beauty of Google search. It never said, I don't know. It would just kind of give you a list of links. Yeah, and you start would clinking, look yeah. at whether those were good or not. Start and clicking, so, yeah. yeah. And so I, I like, that's the reason is that you can't take the entire internet and put it into a model. The, tech, you know, the hardware underneath, it's not a- able to do that yet today. And so, right, good explanation. Uh, and so everything is compressed and in compression, there's loss. There yeah. you go, folks. Listen, selling software is hard enough right now, man. It's hand-to-hand combat out there in B2B land. The last thing you need to do is slow your sales team down because you don't have your SOC 2 dialed in. So if you're SaaS or a services company and you store consumer data in the cloud, you know what you need to do? You need to check out Vanta. They're going to get your SOC 2 compliant easier and faster. And Vanta makes it so easy to get and renew your SOC 2. On average, Vanta customers are SOC 2 compliant in just two to four weeks. Compare that to three to five months without Vanta. They're going to save you hundreds of hours of work 
product and up to 85% on compliance costs. And Vanta does more than just SOC 2. They also automate up to 90% compliance for GDPR, HIPAA, and more. You can't afford to lose out on those major customers, the lighthouse customers, the big fish, the whales, because of silly stuff like lacking compliance. Just work with Vanta. I'm an investor in the company. It's a great company. Get your compliance automated. Get it tight. Tight is right. And close those big deals. Here's the best part. Vanta's going to give you a thousand off because they love this week in startups. They love startups. Vanta.com slash twist. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash twist to get a thousand dollars off your sock too. We spent a lot of time on that one, but for good reason, because YouTube is the, I think YouTube yeah. is the best data pool out there. Uh, overall, I yeah, think Twitter's, well, I'd say X. X is good for real time, but YouTube has all these deep interviews and yeah. I think that's going to be, that's why deep. they want, yeah, of course. by the way, that's why they're making a big push for podcasts. Uh, a big push for podcasts. Yeah. And this is why Spotify could have something really interesting at some point. Yeah. Or anybody. Okay, podcasts are freely so. available to index when you think about it. Now, I think you probably yeah. need permission if you're going to build a, well, they're all on RSS feeds. So you could just look for RSS feeds with attachments and just start indexing. But I don't think you have mm. the rights to do that. Now, will a yeah. podcaster care? Will I care for this week in startups to be in somebody's model? I have to think about it. Um, I, if I if I got credit and links back, I'd feel pretty good about it because I would get traffic yep. back. So this Which is like the, a, the Google model. So we, we got to figure that out. We got to figure that out. Yeah. Okay. All right. This one was making big rounds last week and, mm -hmm. you know, we had it queued up, but we did the um, podcast on the open AI stuff. So this one I find really fascinating. Um, it's called TL draw. Mm -hmm. And what I did here, cause I didn't want to do it real time. I kind of queued it up. I, I, I drew this, I, I saw someone else do it. So I, you know, um, thought this was a good example. So mm -hmm. I made up a game. It's a famous game, J. Cal's first video game, Pong. Pong. Yeah. And th this is very monumental, right? To think about what's going to happen here, because this was one of the first video games ever created for um, Atari, I believe. And so what I said is like, this, here's a paddle. It's controlled by the Q and Z keys. Here's and this is just paddle. a line drawing you made yeah, yeah, on I your just, computer. I, 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 no, you, no, no. You, like I drew it in this app down here. You drew it in these. this app. You made a square. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you made square. two rectangles for the paddles. You made a ball. Yeah, I get it. And then I and I told it the rules, and I said the you know the scores here. And then all I have to do is I'm going to take this. I'm going to highlight the all these things that I did, mm -hmm. and I'm going to hit this button that says make real. And this is going to spin for oh, about no. yes. No. This is going to spin for about uh, um, you know, no. maybe thirty seconds, and. You know, think about the work that went into building the first Pong and what we're going to have here. And what this is going to do is, you know, we've talked about like low code and no code environments. This is the evolution of that. Okay. So here we go. So here's Pong. Okay. And uh, you can see here. Oh I can my this. God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This so, is deranged. It literally yes. wrote the code and made the game Pong from yeah. a drawing. Yeah. And then you can oh create a link. Oh my God. This is yeah. insane. Do you yeah. know how long it took <laughs> Nolan Bushnell in 1973 to build the first Pong? Uh, I just looked it up. No. There's a wire tree. It took three months yeah. for them to build Pong. <laughs> you did it in three minutes. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, that is mind-blowing. Yeah. This one, for some reason, is missing one of the lines. But when I did this earlier, it had both paddles. I, maybe I got to run it again or something. But I mean, that's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm. you can see here I'm controlling the, you know, and it's keeping score as well, right? So, you know, wild, huh? I mean, when we start thinking about this, all you have to do is, you know, extrapolate from here. 
because that's how yeah. technology works. So Pong was one of the original games. Then you get Breakout. Then you get Defender. You get Asteroids. Yeah. You know, and then you could say, you know, to the game, make a more interesting version or make a version that works in VR or make a version that works with Apple's headset and uses some IP from Disney. You know, you're going to be able to just talk to this. Yeah. So you, you do a drawing, a sketch, it makes a, a makes a computer program, and then you just talk to it back and forth. And uh, I was in the car this weekend driving, uh, you know, to, to Lake Tahoe with my 13 year old. And I, I, I set up my there's an action button. Do you know the iPhone 15 has yep. an action button? I, yep, exactly. I program my action button. What do you think I program my action button to do? Chat GPT. You got it. So yep. when I double click my or when I hold my shortcut, it opens up the chat GPT um, voice mode voice mode. So now I'm driving, not looking at it, got it in the phone stand in the cradle. And um, I asked it about the conflict between hum you know, I asked it about Hamas, the organization share questions about that I asked it about the Middle East conflict, I asked it about the solutions, and it just talked to us while we were driving. And then I asked it about the cure, because she wanted to know about boys don't cry and their greatest hits. And then she said, well, what genre is the cure and i said well i think it's new wave and then i asked it and it was like yeah they were post-punk and then as they evolved they became new wave so i was right but i i, I yeah. didn't think they were post-punk so much but and then that kind of yeah. made sense to me yeah and it gave a pretty great answer and yeah. i was just thinking this is like having a tutor not just for my daughter but for me too yep because i'm guessing okay what genre is the cure you know like i i kind of think it's rock and roll kind of new wavy yep I, I kind of punk i didn't think of but yeah now that i think about it, yeah it was a little bit post-punk wasn't it and so anyway you think about what we would do listening to there was used to be a, a radio show on sunday nights i forgot the name of it um vin skelsna did it in new york and it was vin okay. skelsna did this show every sunday night where he just explained rock and roll to you yeah. and people would record it and tape it and i was just like wow this is like vin skelsna's show uh on uh k-rock yeah, we've lost the art of that. Even like MTV back in our era, like, you know, they would go through kind of and do that. We've just lost that now, right? It's all about, you know, kind of advertising these days. But, um, you know, those experiences. Idiot's Delight on, was the name of the show. Idiot's okay. Delight was the Idiot's name. Idiot's Delight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Vin yeah. Skelsas, S-C-E-L-S-A-S, Idiot Delight. A really interesting show. And so... What what I take from what you just talked about there, Jason, is I don't know if you've seen Sal Khan's talk, the Two Sigma talk that he mm. did at TED, which yeah. basically talks about if you give anyone a tutor, they can improve their test scores by two standard deviations, right? Ah. And it, it's a great TED talk. It's, it's from this year. And he talks about the impact of like chat GPT and LLMs for that. And so, you know, Think about the amount of knowledge these things have, the cost, which is definitely pretty minimal, uh, and making that available to everyone on the planet. Like that's a huge lift for our entire society, mm. right? A lot of challenges we see come from lack of education. And so we're on the you know, front end of this curve, but um, I, love, I love that use case. I'm going to try it out. Yeah, it's just a great thing when you're in the car. Um, I think also it could play games with you. Remember Alexa had yeah. some games it could play? Yeah, of course. So yeah. I think it's going to play some. You can make up the games too. You can make, you can up, make the up the games. games, right? We could just say, hey, yeah. we want to play rock and roll trivia. Can you give us yeah. some rock and roll trivia? I bet you we could do a pretty good job at that. 
Um, so I just think it's or like lyrics. Yeah. Well, this concept of a personal tutor, I think is going to be very powerful. I, in fact, I, yeah. I was thinking about doing like 20 years ago, um, a little bit of um, uh, fiction writing. I, yeah. I never got around to it. But my first story that I wrote, it wasn't like a Black Mirror story, but it was a little Black Mirror esque that somebody had put implants of headphones in their ears. Mm. And that they had a personal assistant that would talk to them constantly. And it would read to them stock prices. And it was about it's some like internet your, your version of the pin. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, exactly. But it was an implant, actually. And it <laughs> yeah, was a dot com yeah. person. Yeah. And I had written about the dot com era, but yeah. like 30 years later. Yeah. And they went insane, because the stock market went 24 yeah. seven, which was a prediction I had that the stock market went 24 seven. And he became obsessed with the stock price and trying to change it and manipulate it. Yeah. And the stock price was being read to him every 30 seconds. Yeah. And then he would be doing things in between. And he went mad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I just had interviewed somebody as a journalist about, you know, this flow of information. And then somebody was pitching a 24 hour stock market in the dot com yeah. era. It never yeah. happened. And people figured out this is a really uh, bad idea. Well, with, with, with Neuralink, we're not too far away. Well, and that's an interesting part, you know, 20 years, 23 years later, when I wrote that little short story, I wish I could find my laptop with it. Um, you know, now I think this AI and the TV and then the movie her kind of gives you a path to that. You got to be very yep. careful with this because you could just be in constant dopamine hit mode, constant learning mode. I, and I have yep. a little bit of that now. I don't know if you have this addiction to podcasts, but I have a, probably a hundred podcasts I listen to and I go to sleep listening to them. And some nights I stay up for two hours listening to podcasts. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should I have, have Sal really, Khan back on the pod. Yeah, yeah, for for that, and you know, definitely watch the talk, Jake. Hell, the two segments. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Talk. I remember really when that one. went. You know, it's another example of like there's just too many things. I'm going to dump that into. Actually, how long is the talk? If it's only, if it's uh, I'll probably listen to it. What if I we like should Sal. go back to Bard and ask for the summary? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, interestingly, the way I do this, literally this morning, I was talking with my producers and I was asking producer Nick, "How do we do this?" The way we do it right now is we take a YouTube video. There are kind of websites out there that let you take a YouTube video and save it as an MP3 file. They're kind of like Russian websites or whatever. You can, and there's one called ssyoutube.com. So if okay. you're on a YouTube video, if you put an SS in front of the word YouTube, so you just go into your URL in your browser, it'll take you to a website. I'll show you what it looks like. Oh, looks like it got discontinued in the United States. Um, anyway, what this video saved from the net did was it would let you save an MP3 file. There, this is like a cat and mouse game um and then you can take that mp3 file you can upload it to descript or another yep. service it makes a transcript they take the transcript you upload it to claude and make a summary so Got what it. we're showing here from youtube is maybe you don't have to do that two or three step process but google's bard is not a high functioning llm yet is yeah, that what so we've come to that claude falcon and ChatGPT and grok are better oh man um I think ChatGPT is in a league of its own. Okay. Uh, still. And I think Palm is improving all the time. I, you know, I'd love, you know, hopefully maybe some folks get back in touch with us and explain why we saw such wild hallucinations. Mm -hmm. And if there's a way for us to understand. Yeah, let's when, get the Bard you know, people back on. Uh, producers, yeah. we had somebody from Bard on back in the day. So let's do that again. Yeah. So here is the TED talk. You just summarized it. Let's take a look. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had Jack uh, came on from the Bard team. Is this actually good here? Yeah, I'm just kind of reading it because I pulled it up. Uh, but in, in general, this seems pretty accurate to what he says. Basically, okay. it's like AI has the potential to provide personalized instruction students at a global scale, what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, been un unattainable because of cost and scalability issues. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about like the impact of, of tutoring. This is, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good high level summary. I, I don't think it made up anything right. here. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Congratulations, Bard B plus, uh, on yeah. this one making pong, that's an A plus. Okay. All right. Making <laughs> pongs an A plus that's uh, what's the name of this. That one is called, uh, the service is called TL draw. I'm just going to pull it back up for TL draw TL draw. Yeah. Yeah, so tldraw.com, and uh, that's it. Now, I, it, something Who makes related- it? Is it a startup or something? Yeah. Wow. Just incredible. Starting a business used to be such a painful process. You needed to get a lawyer. There were tons of fees. It was a mess, but not anymore. Just check out Northwest Registered Agent. They're going to help you form your company fast. Remember, speed matters. And then they're going to get you the docs you need to open a business bank account instantly. Then they're going to provide you with mail scanning and a business address. And they're going to do all that, keeping your personal privacy intact. Northwest can form LLCs, corporations, and nonprofits. And here's why. Founders love Northwest. There's no hidden fees. There's no upselling. You can call them or cancel at any time. And Northwest has the best of both worlds solution. It's simple and self-serve, but... They can be hands-on if you need help with their amazing registered agent service. Northwest provides everything you need to start and maintain your business. And they're giving Twist listeners a 60% discount. For just $39 plus state fees, they'll form your LLC corporation or nonprofit. So visit NorthwestRegisteredAgent.com slash twist today. NorthwestRegisteredAgent.com slash twist. I want to show this um, gentleman, Jordan Singer. He did a similar one. Uh, and so all of these are powered by the GPT V API. So, you know, the vision that we've mm-hmm. played around with a little bit. And I think you've even tried it. You gave some, I think you were doing some food things and in, in, as right, Jake Cal. And so this person created basically a, an iPhone app, which you can go and download. If you go to his tweet, he has a GitHub link to it. And I'm just going to play the video. And in the video, what he does is, uh, and I'll just explain it for those listening. He's basically drawing like a, a, a number keyboard. So one, two, three, four, five, six, and then putting plus minus equals. And then mm-hmm. uh, he gives it a name here. And what you're going to see is he's going to say create. And this is oh, on no. the phone itself. And watch oh, this. No. And so this is like app creation. And look, I built a business making apps. I remember. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is, it'll be done here in, in a second. And so it's spinning and there you go. And he's got a working calculator That's from sick. a sketch. So he literally drew a calculator, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. to zero, plus, minus, et cetera. And then yeah. <laughs> basically told it to compile it and it did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a working iPhone app. A wor- well, this looks like a browser app to me, but no, I guess maybe. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. Because if you go, he gives you, this is like a Swift app. It's not, it's not oh. a. Yeah. So it's so this is a Swift app building Swift apps. What is he in? Yes. Is he in an IDE or something? What's this? No, no, no. This his app is the app that builds apps. It's very meta. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so it's an app. You draw yes. on it, and it makes an app inside of the app. Correct. That is bonkers. Well, yeah. you know, this is what I love because you know, for the past couple of years, we've been doing this founder university concept, and one of the things we did is we had Bubble and some other no code platforms. Uh, and we have Zapier and Notion, Coda, a bunch of these ways, Typeform, SurveyMonkey, et cetera. You can kind of stitch together a Frankensight. Now, it's a little bit of a derogatory term, but you can stitch together a no-code prototype. And what's happened is we've gone from no-code prototypes then to actually production 
products with Webflow or Bubble. And now we're going to actually native apps with AI. What this does is it gives a group of non-developer, but product manager, designer types, the ability to actually make a prototype and throw it out there and let somebody play with it, right? And we, we saw this, like you could build Angry Birds now. Um, and, you know, if you, if you play a video of Angry Birds to an LLM, could it make the code, do you think? Well, and you know what this ushers in? I, I think it could. Like mm -hmm. Pong, you know, this is just, yeah. it's happening really quickly. And, you know, remember yeah. we were giving predictions, like it's happening yeah. even faster than I would have thought. Mm. I think we're going to enter an era where we're going to have a lot of apps instead of that you'll just create on the fly for what you need. And I think people are going to start Give an doing example. That. Give an example. Well, like, and, and I, I'm going to do another demo in a second. So I'm going to lead up to this. But like, in the case of you want to do like a meme editor, Right. And so you'll kind of just be like, instead of searching in the app store for the best one, you'll be like, Hey, can you quickly give me an app where I can pull up memes and then, you know, edit them and then post them. And so instead of looking through the 50 or hundred meme editors, there are, you'll just get one created for you on the fly for mm. the, for the thing that you're trying to do. Interesting. Yeah. So if you and I were going to go skiing, we use something called slopes, really cool app slopes. where we track our runs. Yeah. You could say, make me a slopes app. Now that has GPS, that's a little more sophisticated, but we could actually say, hey, we want an app to just track ourselves while we're mountain biking around Lake yeah. Tahoe, make me yeah. an app, share it with my friend, and it'll be our own personal, yeah. you know, just between us, summer like, app for, or summer or like, activity hey, app. Yeah, we're gonna be skiing and like, make us like a communicator for each other or something just like a it's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, think about this. Hey, we've got a group of 10 besties. Yeah, make us an app that shares our location. Uh, and what stores we're going to and just creates a running list and then deletes it after 10 days. So people can see what yeah. stores we were going to, whatever, yeah. you know, like, or yeah, we're a bunch big. of parents, you know, yeah. put us in a group and we can talk about our kids, but we want to track our kids and see where they're going. And you know, they're going to have a play date this weekend. It's going to be very bespoke. I think we're going to love that. Era. I love yeah. that. That's just kind of like how people use Google Sheets when you think of it. Like you pop up a spreadsheet, what do you use it for? People use spreadsheets for like planning a party, their schedule, you know, voting on trips. I mean, you just use it for anything, budgeting, recipes. People will use, you know, little uh, Google Sheets for anything. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, you're going to talk to your AI, make some sort of app and just use it amongst friends and toss it in the garbage. Just like you might toss a Google Sheet in the garbage if you're just not yeah. using it anymore. Hmm. All right. So um, I give that an A plus, by the way, that was mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> that was mind blowing. Yeah, like an app with it. Now, I think one of the crazy things is Apple won't approve that because they don't like But you know, I think it's a really, really interesting era we're going to see. I give both of those an A plus. They're two a different plus. companies. Yeah, they are. Well, one's not even a company. One's just someone who created it, like a developer. So it's not even just, available. So I'm just yeah. going to give well, him no, a shout available. out. No, no, no. They have oh. a GitHub that you can go and use it and download it yourself. It's for developers. Hmm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next one, which is also really interesting. This one gives you like the UI. It doesn't mm. implement it, but it gives you a really nice looking UI. So down here in the text box, what you can see here, there's a like an iPhone. And I said, design a restaurant reservation page with number of guests, date, and special request. And I'm going to hit that. And basically... <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, crazy. I just, like, <laughs> yeah, we knew this was coming. We talked about this last year and yeah. it just starts yeah. writing the code for this app. Yeah. 
it's yeah. just bonkers. I mean, and then I guess is the what is the fidelity of the code? Have you looked at that? Yeah, totally usable. Totally, totally usable. usable. Oh yeah, totally yeah. usable. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's just loading up here, so I'm just doing it live. Okay, so you can see that Eric installing, launching the app. There you go. Make a and reservation. There it is. Make a reservation. Think about. We used to use. Um, oh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, the app to just mock up. Um, well, you, you know, use Figma. You could use yeah. Envision. Yeah, you could Envision. use Balsamic. Balsamic. There, Balsamic. Balsamic look, was like the old school one. Yeah. Look what. Look what's happened. Like you don't. Like, and this is like, you can you can download this. Yeah. Right. And uh, there it is. Right. Hmm. I've, I've just pulled up the code for those folks listening. That's nuts. The, yeah. yeah. So let me ask you a question. As a, somebody who ran a dev shop and you built lots of apps uh, for large social networks, dating apps, famously you did Tinder uh, when you had your dev shop in Canada. W what's the future here? Um, well, I think it's superpowers, you know, so I, I'm talking to a couple of people who are reimagining that business right now. You can, you know, they came mm -hmm. and wanted to speak and it, the business about reimagined mm -hmm. what used to take months mm -hmm. will take days. What used to take different sets of resources can be collapsed into these tools. And I think we're the same type of innovation we saw when the app store came out. We're going to see like another kind of step function and in innovation right now. Okay. So the app store yep. made the world um, into software buyers, whereas previously, the average person bought, you know, like one software package a year, maybe, you know, put, putting video games aside, you know, people didn't buy apps all that didn't, they would go to CompUSA back in the day and buy some software, yeah. you know, off of a package, you might buy a browser, you might download something off the internet, freeware, shareware, but you got Microsoft Office, and you're kind of done. And then you did cloud computing, you might buy two or three SaaS products. Maybe if you were a junkie, you had 10 SaaS products, but call it five for the average, you know, executive, maybe you bought. But then the App Store came out and people had collections of dozens of apps on their phone, probably the average phone has 50 apps on it, I would think, over, you know, if you've had it for easily, some number of years, easily. easily. Yeah, yeah. So now you think a step function, it could be 500, it could be 10 times the number of apps available, 100 times the number of apps available. Well, I, I think what you're going to get is a combination of these two things that we just saw is like, what you need in that moment created for you. <laughs> so mind blowing. Right? Yeah. So like, you know, I think it's a challenge to like an open table. Now, obviously they have a backend integration, which is quite important, but mm. um, you know, think about the experience of a booking restaurants and like having people pick. And so you could quickly just create something, send it around, everyone picks a date. And then, you know, mm. that feature is really hard for you know the company to build. People just put that together and maybe it connects to the open table backend and gets a restaurant book. So it sends it out. Everyone picks their date. It finds the common date. You know, like those tip splitting yeah, things. Sure, doing sure, that sure. for more complicated yeah, use yeah, cases. Coordinating. Yeah. It's like Calendly or whatever, you know, find yeah. us the, the date that works. Or you're the restaurant itself and you say, you know what? I want to have my own booking app. I want to give that presence. Uh, uh, I want to give that precedent over places that charge. So make me for, you know, my favorite restaurant in Tahoe. Beep. I want to get more yep. people fighting for reservations there. But they can make their own app for beep, beep. And then they could say, uh, you know, hey, we want to have these three tables are the VIP tables. Yeah. Don't include them. These three tables are yeah. include uh, are for tasting. And if you want them, you have to do the tasting menu. And then the rest are first come, first serve. And build me a database of all of my uh, best and, customers. And this is your product spec. What you just said, mm -hmm. that's all would be all that would be required for the product specification. Wow. 
it's just so mind blowing because you think yeah. like there are some restaurants that probably create their own apps like alina we, we had the 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 famous uh co-founder of it yep. chef and everything they have a huge wait list i think they were the restaurant that in season two of the chef episode i think it was seven or eight the one where he goes and works and yep. polishes silverware it was based on that restaurant you know they actually built their own software for buying because they had so many reservations they built their own software platform they wound up selling it to square i think um okay to wow. uh, book their restaurant their uh, and i think actually even bid on reservations but you had to you had to buy them like sports tickets basically was his Got big it. innovation was okay you know like when you buy tickets it's to not, the warriors it's not dorcia is it is it dorcia no, no. dorcia is uh, it's kind of inspired a little bit by that but what dorcia is doing which um you know, if, if I was younger, I would be using it all the time, but I, I don't really go out to eat as much as I used to. Um, they will let you bid on like really prime tables in prime markets and you just yeah. you agree to 500. I've seen $500 a person yeah. in Dorsia. Yeah. Like yeah a pre-committed spend. Pre-committed spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not an auction. It's just you're pre-committing your spend. And when you go to the restaurant, my understanding with Dorsia is it like, it shows you in the app in real time as you order you're like oh i'm gonna get this two bottles of wine yeah. bottle of champagne this bottle of wine and that's 600 bucks and we you yeah. and i went on a date and it was a thousand dollar pre-commit now it's and like you, oh, you, have 400 left. And you don't even have to pay a bill at the end you just walk out so yeah but you and then whatever you have left i don't know if you can just give that as a tip i think it ends the, up as that yeah no yeah. i think the restaurant takes it that's their no, like you don't thing. get it back Although, uh, I know oh, you don't get it back. What I'm saying is, like, if oh, I spent 600 and 400 yeah, 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 yeah. left, could I put that oh, 400 towards the I'm gonna, staff? I'm going to look into that. I'm gonna, I, yeah, I've used it a few times. Be, I haven't thought about that. You have used okay. it. Uh, see, that, yeah. I would be fine with it because I'm a big tipper anyway. Yeah. So yeah. if I really wanted to go to a restaurant, I was only yeah. in that city for yeah. that weekend. Well, I, also I kind of appreciate nice that it's wine. So when you get nice wine, it's a no-brainer because then you go past that anyways, right? Yeah. See, I don't. I'm not a big drinker, so like I'll have a social glass of like an ounce of wine, but not really my jam. All right, yeah. got any more demos here? Let's okay. get one more demo we got, in. We got a couple more, but okay. I want to jump forward to one here. Okay. So Runway uh, just launched this thing called Runway TV, and basically, it's an AI-generated channel. So everything in here, I have a little guide, mm-hmm. and basically, this entire service is AI-generated. Okay. All- so they've made a cable system with yes. cable channels. Yes. That are all AI generated. Okay, Correct. that's they just replaced the entire corpus of cable television. Well, no live sports, but you, okay, you can, sure. Any a, anything else that's scripted, uh, and they have like I'll give an know, example of, here. Yeah, yeah. So let's go here. Gen forty eight film of the week, creative partner programs. I want to be careful here because I haven't pre tested these, but right, uh, anyway. here we go. Sci fi. Just, just another, another cat. cat. Okay. Yeah. So you clicked on that from the yeah. channel guide. Yeah. We hit play on it. Yeah. So it's like a channel guide. Now, yeah. just it, it comes up with yeah. what looks like a 1970 TV show of like, uh, looks like a detective or something in a 1970s car. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so now it's just like full episodes of these things and it just made TV well, shows. Th- 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 they're shorts, right? Or this just is just two minutes. Shorts. Yeah. No, yeah. no, but th- th- no, they have a whole storyline. The audio is coming wow. in. I, maybe I got to reshare. No, no, it's okay. Don't audio. worry about it. We won't play it because yeah. we don't want to get dinged with anything. But so anyway, yeah. it just basically plays a short. So it's just yeah. random AI shorts that were created. That's nuts. Yeah. But yeah. they all fit into a genre. That's the sci fi genre, oh. right? And so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really nuts. That's yeah. wild. And, and and look like we're again we're in the early innings like what does this mean for you know 
And, you know, we obviously seen layoffs at uh, ESPN and other places, but mm. man, for content, and we just saw the writer strike end. Yeah. But this was pretty wild to have you know, already this early on have like a, you know, a whole network, like a cable network. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful that any of this is actually really that interesting or refined because it's not like, doesn't have the human touch yet. Yeah. But give it time. Maybe some of these will actually be worth watching. Um, now well, imagine you your also stories, Wattpad plus this, right? You take really sure. great stories and combine oh, human it with written stories on Wattpad yes. and then move them over here. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, actually 50 shades of gray. My understanding was I met the woman who wrote that at a party years ago. And somebody told me that the 50 shades of gray was originally twilight fan fiction. And they, she changed the names of it to make like new characters, but it was kind of, uh, I guess in this, uh, romantic, they, they would, add a lot more romance to a sh you know fill in the blanks here to you know something that didn't have as much romance in it um and so that's kind of interesting i'm thinking about this and i'm i'm just wondering about like some ip licensing and some big ip brands would be very interesting to me is to take mike tyson and have mike tyson fight floyd mayweather and this is i think we talked about this back in the day but imagine if you took all of the floyd mayweather fights in history you took all of the Mike Tyson fights in history. Okay. And then you said, what was their peak? Okay, Mike Tyson versus this person was the peak. Floyd Mayweather versus this person was the peak. Okay, now give me those two fighters. Put them in the ring. All these debates. <laughs> and now the debates are over. Let's yeah. play Floyd yeah. Mayweather versus Mike Tyson. I think Mike Tyson's going to have 70% yeah. chance of absolutely yeah. just destroying him. But I don't know. Because yeah. yeah. Floyd's defensive strategy might have tuckered him out yeah, and then floyd one's a heavyweight and heavyweights can't fight lightweights like that so okay so then what you say yeah. is move mike tyson down to down same mike tyson strategy move him down to middleweight down. take floyd move him up to middleweight up. Yeah. show me a, a, a yeah so just change their body types but keep their style yeah wow yeah that is incredible because now you could have people go across it and you say hey let's actually have michael jordan play lebron in a game of one-on-one -on -one, and let's see what that's like yeah, um, which I guess is what the NBA video games do to a lesser extent with machine learning. Yeah. They try to approximate that. There's what, what is the NBA game that everybody plays? The video game where you make your own teams and you play. Oh, like two, like two K NBA two K. Like two K, two K. Yeah. I wonder yeah. how much AI or machine learning two K is doing when they play. You know, teams. I understand you can play yeah. like you know yeah, whatever the polls and you can yeah and there's career modes and you can play yeah the the mm -hmm. legendary bulls versus legendary lakers and or yeah, whatever yeah. you want yeah or nba live yeah. i guess yeah, yeah. so that's how, a big how, thing yeah. the ratings are provided by humans because there's a guy that mm. everyone kind of you know kisses up to mm. uh i think is ronnie 2k that's his name huh. and he's the guy that ultimately is in charge of the ratings. Mm. And so a lot of players go to him when um, your rating is off. Mm. So it's, and they wait for the ratings get updated and all that. So it's, it's a whole kind of a sub ecosystem. Yeah. I'm going to give that yeah. a, a C plus right now. Okay. It's like an interesting proof of concept. I'll give it a C. I'm not even giving it a plus. Okay. Interesting proof of concept. It doesn't look real. doesn't pass the uncanny Valley. You know, I, I think it's going to need a lot more work, but I think it shows some promise. And it's and interesting it's get tied into story making. So I'm kind of in the same place as you like, yeah. you know, C, C plus, but yeah. th look, kudos to them. And now you can see why they have such a huge evaluation because they could become like the next network. Um, okay. This next one I've actually been using quite a bit. So stability AI 
Um, these are the guys behind you know, a bunch of these really good models that we see for um, generative uh, mm -hmm. image like generation. But they have created a whole bunch of new tools. And so they've got tools here that can take an image and uncrop it for you. I love this. Yeah. You can basically uh, like start a doodle. You can clean up an image. You can remove a background. So I'm not going to go through all these. You can upscale an image. This has been really And useful. what's the URL for this? Uh, it's just clipdrop.co. Okay. And who is this by? This is by Stability? Stability, yeah. So this is like things that you would pay yes. a Photoshop graphic designer to do for you. You'd give them a picture of yourself and say, yeah. I want this to, you know, uh, have me uh, take the background of my house out my backyard yeah. and put me on a beach or just yeah. take the background out and you know put a color yeah. behind it replace yeah, the background so I'll, so I'll do one here like just and i i was uh you know this is a classic uh guy here yes. and uh so you know you know this That's guy the it, weird looking guy with a mug yeah. who's got like the grin yeah and he's like a forced and grin go. and so and i just did that yeah put him on the a stock a image i forgot what they call that guy I don't but he's know. got like he, he's got the white beard and like the <laughs> bald head wearing the blue shirt and he's kind of yeah. doing work there's a yeah. name for this meme but the guy looks yeah. like he's constipated or something yeah. well he's always uh, buying like the thing late like oh i just bought you know uh, uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah, he's like old dude laggard he's like yeah. i'm gonna call yeah. him like uh white beard yeah. laggard so yeah. now what you're doing here is but were you also making memes move around on the internet this oh, weekend? that's a different one i, ca I can show you that too if you want to see that okay I thought um, that was the most yeah. interesting demo. So this one, okay. I'm going to give uh, B plus to this collection is incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And um, and honestly, like I, I'm using it all the time for whether I'm creating decks or something like that. And it's and there's a lot of tools in here. So I recommend everyone to go through it, like removing backgrounds, reimagining pictures, uncropping something. Uh, upscaling is this is a real pain in the butt. Like upscaling pictures has always been. Uh, By the way, the name really, of that guy, Hide the Pain Harold. Just for people oh, who are hide wondering. the pain, hide the pain okay. yeah yeah all right and uh okay so then so that was stability so this is a model from stability but they they haven't made it available on their site yet hmm. and so um i'm running this on replicate so replicate is a place where you can take models and they'll run them for you hmm. uh and basically you know they've got farms of uh gpus available so in this case uh, instead of the memes, because I, I did animate some memes, but something more important is I took this very famous picture. Uh, Raising the of the flag, flag at in uh, Iwo Jima. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, uh, you know, you run it and uh, we can. Did we you can tell it here. what to do? Did you tell it to no, raise no, the flag? No, 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 no. It, it, that's the beauty. You do tell it nothing. And oh, so you, you tell give it, it nothing. You wow. give it an image. It has a few things that you can modify mm. here. And uh, basically, uh, these are you can, how long you want it to be, frames, how many frames per, second, per second, motion bucket. These are some very, this is, it's, again, this is, we're running it live on the GPUs ourselves, right? And Crazy. basically, you click run, and this may not go super fast because it depends on if we have access to, yeah, there it goes, it started. Um, and so this is, this is actually what happens when, you know, AI runs in the background. So you can see this doing yep. the work on the 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 um the gpus Processor, here directly right? yeah th what this is this one costing you to do it's costing you 10 cents to do this or we, one we, cent we can or? go look at that yeah so huh. once this is done or maybe i'll just open this maybe in a new tab or something so you can kind of i don't know if it's d doing them yeah so it just goes like second by second so they take mm -hmm. about 60 seconds right and the pricing for that model which is uh, nvidia n40 large is you know uh, basically, wow. 
Yeah. What is that? Two, like? two bucks an hour. So it's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. One one hundredth of uh, you know, a cent or something. Two bucks an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's nothing. Um, yeah. It's like three yeah. cents a, a, a minute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what it takes. And, uh, you know, this thing will run here. I don't know if this one will come out as good as the one I just shared, because sometimes you have to tweak some of the settings. Got it. And it's amazing. It the idea that you could take uh, a meme. Go. So we yeah, just did wow. that live. That's and bonkers. this one, the flag is waving a bit different than the one I had posted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely bonkers. nuts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and this is, again, we're still in, we just hit year one. So if we just yeah. consider this year one, um, this is nuts. I, and what we're seeing here is entire industries. To recap for the episode, we started with what a researcher does for 40 bucks an hour. And we showed that that can be done at a 90%, 80 to 90% of the work will be done by, is already being done by AI. Then we showed making a, a basic video game or a calculator for a developer. And again, I think 80, 90% of the work's done. You probably have to massage the last 20%. Then we showed video and images. And in the case of the static images, we saw maybe 70% of what a, a, an image processing person who gets paid 20, 30 bucks offshore could do, right? Cleaning a background or whatever and maybe 40 or 50 bucks here in the US. So and then we did video with that network show. And that would be Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's a lot of creatives doing a lot of different things, but it's not, not ready for prime time. So it's probably doing 10% of what needs to be 20%. Yeah, we could check but back 10 in a year of from millions now. of 10% of millions of dollars. Yes. Yeah. And so the question is, when can it do a Pixar movie? So I'm going to put that out there. When yeah. can it make something? And let's even go with a short. When can it make the short at the beginning of a Pixar movie? You know how they have the shorts at the beginning of a Pixar movie? Summer um, 2024. I'll put it out there. We'll see a full movie Pixar quality created by AI. Wait, wait. You're saying in six months. You're saying yeah. August 1st, 2024. I'm taking yeah. it over. It, it, it might not be in the theaters because of the the. But you're saying you know, the indistinguishable from the movie Pixar. Up or Ratatouille. Yeah. Are we talking about just the fidelity of the video or the storytelling, the animation, the voiceover, everything. all that? Everything. everything. Okay, so if we're going yes. complete. Hold on. I'm going to let you reset the bet here. Yeah. I'm going to reset the bet here because it's going to be a real bet. Yeah. I want you to set it properly. Indistinguishable from Ratatouille, my favorite film. I see Ratatouille and I see this new one and I cannot tell the difference. I watch five minutes of it or we show somebody five minutes of Ratatouille versus five minutes of this, the best five yep. minutes. And the consumer, it passes the uncanny valley. They believe this is the next Pixar film. They yes. believe it's the next Pixar film. Yes. Will be the bet. Uh, I think that's three years from now. Because you got to do storytelling too. Um, and storytelling I got to do voiceover on the app. Pad. Voice, well, okay, voices, voices can be copied, as we know, right? We've seen that through right. AI tools. And it's going to go on like YouTube because the. the I'm going to say you know, 2020. Six. I'm gonna go 2026. Wow. Oh my god, JK. Okay, January first, 2026, yeah. I would set okay. the line at. So I'm taking the over. Okay. I'm taking the over. It's easy win okay. for me. Yeah. And if you're the person making it, go ahead and prove it to us. Make us a yeah. film. Make us rat tattooey part two. You said but the short. The short that goes, you know, before though. Okay, like you yeah, make a rat tattooey yeah. short. So it's yeah. son of rat tattooey, daughter of rat tattooey. Rat tattooey yeah. makes Shake Shack, you know, rat tattooey yeah. does a cooking show, whatever your jam is. The AI has to come up with the story, the images, the voiceover, the whole package, 10 minutes short of Ratatouille 
and it's better or it's indistinguishable from any other short that was done by Pixar at this beginning of something. Okay, there we go. We got it. We got it. You say, okay. And if, uh, if you do that and you make it, you can come on the show. Did we give, um, we did give our we, letter grades to everything producers. We didn't give a, no, what did we give a letter to the st- uh, clip? What do we, we didn't give them a letter oh, grade, I didn't, did for we? the meme, for the meme one, Not the, the meme, meme one, one the I'm giving, uh, yeah. uh, B plus B plus. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, Listen, is it perfect yet? No, it looks like it's AI generated, but I'll give it a B plus because I think next year it will not look, it'll look like that was actually a video clip taken from a from, from that scene. Yeah. From that scene. Like they just discovered yeah. the video. Like it would, yeah. I think next year at this time you show it, you do the same exercise that would look like, oh, it's the lost footage. And well, you just say you know, that's the lost footage. That's what happens with one of the memes I posted, J. Cal. And mm. someone said, Well, this is already a video. And I'm like, Yeah, mm. but that's the point. I had animated some memes, and that was a point that it does such a good job that um, you know, it, people couldn't figure and, and this one had a little bit of wonkiness, but wonkiness in it, but uh people can't figure out that that's happened. Let me see if I can pull this up here. This is one of the more I think this is the most famous meme of 2020. This, uh, you know, the yes, two women, the two women the screaming and it's a yeah. cat ignoring yeah. them. It's like some reality show folks. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're actually now screaming. People say, well, that's the actual video. And it's not. Yeah, it's not. It was well, just you can see from the from woman's it. finger is like her yes. hand is super weird. And her and her face here is a little bit weird. But, you know, yeah, we're I almost be believe fixed. it. That'll yeah. be fixed. Well, that's this what I'm saying. Like, this thing is in beta still. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I give it B plus. I give it the mean generated people. What'd you give it? Uh, I give it, uh, yeah, just needs to be go to production. So B plus, but it's, you know, yeah. I, with a caveat that we know it's still in beta. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. That guy is called Hide the Pain Herald. Uh, hide the Pain Herald. <laughs> so, he just leans forward and like spills his yeah. drink or something yeah, on his keyboard. He, he, it's like very yeah, weird. Like, he feels the pain because of, you know, yes. what's happened. So <laughs> yes, his life is horrible. He's just <laughs> slave to his. He's lost all his money buying the wrong crypto. He literally bought the wrong crypto. And on <laughs> his Windows like ninety eight laptop, top yeah, from like HP. But he's yeah. but he's happy, but he's sad because his yeah. retirement savings gone, yeah. and now he's going to have to go work at TGI Fridays and put flair mm-hmm. on his things at the age of seventy. Maybe welcome her. American welcome tragedy. Her at Walmart. Welcome her at Walmart. I mean, literally, isn't it amazing? You were deep in the crypto game, and now you're deep in the AI game. And yeah. more happens in a week in AI than happened in 10 years of crypto. Yeah, I think I mean, it's safe like to say. It, a month, my, maybe. My, my retrospective of it is as follows. So one, like I, I'm a still big believer in the underlying technology. That's why we spent time, you know, building yeah. there and, and, and being in the space. But when you can allow people to financialize things, which mm-hmm. inherently crypto was because you could start trading them right away without there being value. That was the problem, right? And so it was a combination of like, there was really great ideas and there still are great ideas being built every single day. But when you can financialize it, meaning people can trade on it before mm-hmm. it's gotten traction. So imagine all these things that we've been demoing, you could go and buy it right away. Like there was a token oh. associated with it. Yeah, that's that, that would be chaos in AI. The good news is, is like AI and crypto are not intersected in that way. So you can't go off one of these demos See, and buy it. I like the idea of a more fluid funding environment for projects. But there has to be some constraint. And so it would be very easy to just say, I fell in love with crypto for that reason. And when I saw the abuse, I fell out of love. Mm -hmm. There's a very simple constraint here. 
any adult in the United States can spend $1,000 as an investment in a project 10 times a year. So there's an exception. Every American can blow $10,000 a year, $1,000 at a time per deal. We just call it the angel investment exception. Act. <laughs> yeah. Angel exception act. And oh, and yeah. oh, by the way, if you want to do it, um, and you want to go above that, and you want to go to 100,000 a year, and 10 bets of 10k, you have to take a course, and you have to get a certification like a driver's license, gun license, barber's license, whatever, somewhere in that range of you have to do five hours of coursework and answer a 50 question test. Just so you know what diversity is, and you know, you know, that 90% of startups return $0, yada, yada, yada. That would be actually great for society, because you'd have uh, people be able to transition from lower class to middle class to upper class, it would give upward mobility, because you have yep. equity upside. And it would, you'd have some protection because you could only invest so much you can't take your life savings and just blow it like you can on sports betting. Yep. That would be a fair, I think, way to do this. Now, yep. there's some and, people, you know, and you can't trade, might believe that you can just do whatever you want. And you can't understand trade, that too. You can't trade the thing like you can buy into it. But like in the similar way, if you invest in a startup, you can't go and like secondary markets do get created, but they get created much later. People yeah. don't start going and trading on the angel investment you just did. Right. One, yeah. the investors really don't allow for it. I would be okay with trading it if it still really? had those rules. So you could trade it to another party, but they can only do 10 deals per year. So it's throttled. Got it. In other words, like I bought into, you know, um, the, the Pong app for a thousand bucks. I could sell it anytime I want. But if I sell it, that's one of my 10 transactions for the year. So I get 10 transactions per year. Or I could sell up to 10, I could buy up to 10, something like that, where you have mm. some throttling of the velocity of this. Because like you said, when it's unlimited velocity, it just becomes chaos. Well, speculation and chaos, yeah, the, which is unfortunately what took over. Human nature. Well, I mean, that, yeah. and I, I respect people who are libertarians and say, it's my money, I should be able to take any risk I want with it. I, I actually respect that. And we do have that in the United States when it comes to gambling. Now, other places where there's gambling, like my understanding in Korea, when I played poker at Walker Hill Casino in, in Seoul, mm -hmm. it, uh, there was all non-Koreans. And I was like, why are there no Koreans here? And they said, oh, Koreans aren't allowed to gamble in Seoul. They weren't allowed to gamble there. Yeah. There was a ban. Mm -hmm. And Koreans, then what was one of the most popular places for crypto? Korea. Because yeah. humans want to gamble. And they actually, remember they tried to ban it in Korea? And then they yeah. relented because <laughs> people wanted it so badly. And so it's human nature to want to gamble. We just have to have some thoughtfulness around it. Yeah. All right. This has been another amazing episode. Follow at Sandeep on Twitter X, x.com slash Sandeep, x.com slash Jason, the site formerly known as Twitter. See you all next time. Bye-bye.